I love wine, but sometimes it can get really expensive, which is why I'm so excited that today's episode is brought to you by Last Bottle Wines. If you don't know, they're a Napa-based online wine shop with a twist. They offer just one hand-picked wine per day until it sells out, which is often in hours. So new day, new wine, always at incredible prices. We're talking 30 to 70% off retail. And the best part is that there's no subscriptions, no fees, and no minimum purchase. Just a daily email with a really great wine. They're offering Datable listeners 10% off your first order with code Datable. And now is such a great time to join as their marathon sale is coming up on March 28th and 29th. They flip that one-day rule on its head and offer back-to-back deals, which means that wines are only up on the site for a couple minutes at a time and shipping is 100% free. They send us a mini marathon package of some of their favorites and let me tell you, they were delicious. Sign up at lastbottlewines.com and use the code DATABLE and find out why Last Bottle is the most fun way to discover and buy amazing wine. We are so thrilled to be partnering with Hinge. Hinge is the dating app designed to be deleted. As you all know, I'm a huge Hinge advocate as I met my partner of almost three years on the app. Even before meeting him, Hinge was always my go-to app because I met more relationship-minded people here and had some great dates. Clearly, I haven't been on the app for a little while, but I re-downloaded it to check out some of the new features. One that stood out to me was the voice prompt, my best friend's take on why you should date me, where your friend can hype you up. Not only does this make the profile creation less daunting, but it's not always easy to see your own green flags. So to test it out, I asked UA some fun prompts to get her take on what I could put if I was dating again. So the first one, how long have we known each other? What was your first impression of me and how has that changed? Julie and I have known each other for almost 10 years. My first impression of Julie was that she's very social, but I've learned that she has a lot more depth to her beyond the social butterfly that she is. My next prompt, what do you think are my green flags? I would say she's deeply loyal. She believes in love, curious mindset, and she is fearlessly ambitious. And then last but not least, what kind of friend am I? Julie is the kind of friend who will always have your back, no matter what. Damn, that feels nice to hear. So download Hinge and try voice prompts today. Then find someone worth deleting the app for. The Dateable Podcast is an insider's look into modern dating that the Huffington Post calls one of the top 10 podcasts about love and sex. On each episode, we'll talk to real daters about everything from sex parties to sex droughts, date fails to diaper fetishes, and first moves to first loves. I'm your host, Yue Xu, former dating coach turned dating sociologist. You'll also hear from my co-host and producer, Julie Kraftchik, as we explore this crazy dateable world. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Dateable, a show all about modern dating. We say this from week to week, but we mean it. We're trying to dig into the whys of dating, why people do the things they do, damn it. We want to get to the bottom of it all. <laughs> we got to get the answers, but that's why it makes working on this podcast so much fun because I feel like we get new answers every week and my mind is just blown all the time. What are we doing this week? Like, what's happening this week? Well, we're recording early, that's for sure, because I'm actually going away. I feel like I haven't left my house in how many months? Eight months? 
It's crazy. Eight months? So what are you? March, April, May, June, July, August. It's fine. Six months. <laughs> like That's eight months. That's fucking nuts, though. Six months. Like, you, I know you haven't taken a ton of trips like you did the one last week. And I mean, mm-hmm. you've seen your parents, not necessarily from a leisure trip, but you did get out of your house at least. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I'm excited. I think I just like... A friend of mine was like, let's go to Carmel. And I'm like, yes, let's do it. You know, like, I'm a little concerned about the smoke. I'm a little concerned about COVID. But I'm just like, you know, I'm just gonna like take calculated risks and obviously be safe, wear a mask, all that. But yeah, just I'm looking out. forward to leaving. So thank you for doing this recording a day early or two days early. We usually do Sunday nights for anyone that's coming on just so we're pretty fresh for when this releases on Tuesday night if you're a subscriber. So another um, reminder to become a subscriber so you get it early. But we're doing this today on Friday. So we're a little early before the weekend. Do you have any good plans this weekend? I don't really have any plans this weekend. But I think you bring up a good point is like, at what point during these COVID times do you say, fuck it, and I still got to live my life? You know, it's just like for those people who are, I equate it to people who are constantly on diets, who feel like they have to deprive themselves to get this body that they want. At what point is it not worth it? Because you're depriving yourself of the pleasures of like really good food. So I feel the same way about right now. It's like, I think we're all getting to that breaking point of saying, fuck it. (laughs) I need to just do something. I don't think it needs to be like, fuck it completely. Because I think that's what's got it this country in trouble when we've just gone total 180. But the way I look at it is this is probably the reality for a bit longer. Like this isn't going to just end until we have a vaccine like completely. And who knows when that will truly be. So can you take risks that, you know, like aren't major risks? Like, for example, I went back and forth the other week about going to a house in Sonoma and I was ready mm-hmm. to do it. And then I found out someone was going to be taking a plane from Atlanta to Sonoma. And that made me very uncomfortable because it really right. like kind of took away all the tests that everyone was doing. And, you know, it's like I know you can't like planes supposedly aren't necessarily detrimental, but it's taking someone from a totally different environment. Like who knows what they're going to come in contact. Their test they did basically is useless because they just got on a plane with a bunch of people. So I think this one, while I'm still a little nervous, I'm not going to say I'm totally like at ease. I do feel better because it's one person. It's only two days, right? Like I think the other thing is I was going to be gone for two weeks. So maybe starting off on like a two day one, is probably like a better bet. So it's just easy easing back in and figuring that out. I mean, I've been going to a lot of restaurants and such because I do need some normalcy back in my life. Yeah, absolutely. Well, speaking of normalcy, I think I'm getting a little abnormal. (laughs) Uh, Were you always? I'm just kidding. (laughs) I I know, I was never normal to begin with. But this weekend, when you asked me what I'm doing, uh, I got a little bit of news from my landlord. It's always been a little wonky. For anybody who lives in like big cities, you know, sometimes you have like a weird landlord situation where you're like, are you really my landlord? (laughs) Or like, who are you? Do you really own my apartment? My landlord, as it turns out, is not the owner of my apartment. He is the manager of my apartment. Mm. I basically found this out maybe two years after living in that apartment. And uh, recently, I got the news that the owner owner had passed away. And he has no family. He has no uh, spouses or no kids, nobody to pass down the apartment to. So it went to his estate. 
And the latest news I got from my quote unquote landlord is that they're selling my apartment. Oh shit! And they need me. They need me to get out. And I've been dreading this day for so long because I love my apartment. It's such a good deal. It's in a great location. You know, oh, we've done I some thought podcast if recordings. Else, it could be like our future <laughs> podcast studio. I'm so pissed too. And I even I tried really hard to make an offer and say I'll give you. Know, I'll buy the apartment if that's what you're looking for. I think they're trying to figure out what to do with it. But in the meantime, because the apartment building is so old, the upkeep of that apartment is actually more than the rent that I'm paying. Oh, shit. Yeah. So they're like, get the fuck out. <laughs> We're losing money by having you as a tenant. But it is giving me the kick in the butt that I need to, I don't know, take a take a next step in life and move out of this, mm-hmm. this era of my life in San Francisco. So this weekend, I ordered a bunch of moving boxes. I'm going to start packing. I'm trying to do this in piecemeal so that by the end of the month, I I will have everything packed. So that's what I'll be doing this weekend is packing. I think this is just exactly what I needed. I felt like a change was coming and a change is definitely happening. It's being forced upon me. Got it. Well... Back to dating news. <laughs> yeah, um, I have yeah. An, I have a virtual date tonight that I'm very excited about. So I've been chatting with someone, and I feel like we've had a really good connection through text. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. I was supposed to do it last night, and mm-hmm. I actually asked if we could reschedule because this is so dumb. But I stayed up to like three in the morning the night before watching Normal People. I don't know oh if you've seen gosh. that show. It's I've so never, no. fucking good. So Obviously. I was so tired though the next day because I stayed up to three like a dumbass. So like by <laughs> the time we we're supposed to do the call, which was like nine, I was like half asleep. So I'm like, if like you can't do it tomorrow, like I definitely want to chat with you. And like, I don't want this to be like, you know, uh, I'm flaking or anything like that. But if you're flexible like could we do tomorrow and he was totally accommodating it was really nice I like really appreciate when people are just open Mm -hmm. you know I mean I get it it's like no one wants to do the last minute cancel but I also was like I want to present myself the best I can and I'm if I'm like half asleep like that's not a good look either yeah I really love it like when people are open and flexible. So I think it's one of those things too, that I have to give myself a reminder sometimes is because sometimes we're quick to be like, Oh, I'm not a priority if this person like cancels last minute or does something. But at the reality is you're not a priority at this point, like you barely know this person. Mm. So it's one of those things that it's really it's like how someone reacts like in a relationship, like you want someone that can be flexible that might not be like, like so tit for tat that it needs to be like on their schedule 100%. So I think seeing that flexibility a bit in early dating is so important. And I think the other lesson that we've learned from some of our past guests is you always want to put your best foot forward when you go yeah. on dates. So if you had like a terrible day at work, if you got in a fight with your mom, don't go on a date because that's like you're not going to have a good time. You're guaranteed. So I even like if if you are to reschedule your date, I think what you did was like fantastic. And you just have to explain why this right. is happening. It has nothing to do with them. It's just I really want to be in my present the best version of myself when I get on this virtual date with you. Absolutely. And I think like he too was like the way you said it really makes me feel like open to doing it. 
Like, mm-hmm. I think if you're just like vague and yeah. like people don't understand your motivation, that's when things really start, like people start to make the stories up in their minds. Yeah. Yeah. Answer the why before they ask. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, we'll Sweet. see how it goes. But you know, I think both of us are like, hey, we enjoy talking to each other. If nothing else, like we'll get to know a new person, you know, and that's really all yeah. you can do with dating anyways. And if this guy works out pretty well, he should listen to this episode that we have (laughs) this week because it's all about being a good boyfriend or at least being a good partner. And it's the little things. That's what we learned in this episode. It's the little things. It's not like the grandiose gestures. It's the little things you do on a daily basis. They really add up. And and it starts from early dating too. You don't have to be a couple to do these little things for each other. I even think what you did with him just – giving him that gesture of, I respect you, I want to be my best self for you. That's a little thing too. Yeah, I mean, I think the little things, I love this topic. And I remember actually meeting this guest in real life. And he was like, Mm -hmm. you know, someone was like, Oh, you got to meet Julie, she does a podcast. And he was like talking about this experience. And I'm like, there's something really interesting here. Because I feel like so many podcasts and so many like groups that are just like, Oh, men are the worst, they suck, blah, blah, blah. And I think one of the things that we've learned a lot from this podcast where we have about like 40% men is that they are Mm -hmm. dealing with the same struggles that women are. It just sometimes we process it different. And I think like hearing someone that really was like, I want to do something good for my partner. Like I want to be a good person. Like I want to make them happy. Like it's refreshing to hear that because there's so much noise out there of just like how men suck and all that. And that's just Mm -hmm. not like if you are pursuing a heterosexual relationship, like that mindset is just not going to help. Like how is that going to help to have your partner that you're finding as the enemy? Yeah. And I constantly think about this too, because you know, among friends, you always hear what their spouses and their significant others have done for them. And it's always like the big gestures because those are newsworthy. Nobody's going to be like, oh, my boyfriend opened my yogurt for me knowing that I wanted some yogurt. You know, like that's not newsworthy, but that could mean a lot to you. And this weekend, I listened to an interview on Howard Stern with Trevor Noah, who I have to add him to our list of celebrity, dream celebrity guests. Hands down. I would actually put him at the same level as Eliza Schlesinger because I really would love to to talk to him. So Howard Stern asked him, how many times have you been in love? He's 36 years old, okay? And he said, uh, 10, 10 to 12 times. Oh, wow. And Howard Stern was like, how is that possible? Because you've never been married. And he's like, success in love and relationships is not measured by these big milestones. Mm-hmm. Is that I've had these wonderful, loving, passionate relationships with 10 women who I still love. And that's what I measure as success. And I really love the way he said it. He's like, it's just because I'm not married doesn't mean I'm not successful in my love life. I've given myself to so many, to 10 women who I still respect and I still treasure. So yes, Trevor Noah, if anybody knows him, please let us know. We would love to get him on Dateable. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And it's so true what he said. And it's it's funny because like with my ex, like one of the things that we did, I mean, we talked openly about this stuff in general, but one of the things we did is kind of like a parting ceremony per se yeah. is like, what was our favorite experiences with each other? And like some of the ones that we both said were just like these like kind of like loving moments, like one that like always stands out for me is like he just like 
you know, like one time I was in the other room and he's like, come into the bathroom. And he like put out candles everywhere and like drew a bath. And it was like one of those like, you know, it's not you don't have to do anything. You don't have to pay anything. Like it's super easy. But it's like little things like that show that the other person's taking care of you in a way. And I think that stuff really does go so far. And it's stuff you remember for a lifetime. And speaking of memories... Here's our would you rather from last week, because I find this super fascinating. The would you rather question last week was if you had to lose a memory, would you rather lose a memory of losing your virginity or your biggest heartbreak? I, okay. So first of all, I think everyone had a different take on this. Everybody always has a different interpretation of of these would you rathers, but it's based on whether you thought about the memory itself or the consequences Mm -hmm. of that memory. And we had so many people in our Facebook group flip-flop back and forth. They said, oh, actually, first I chose for losing my virginity. And then I changed my mind and I went to heartbreak because I realized my biggest heartbreak, although it was so hurtful, it taught me so many life lessons that have shaped me into who I am. So if I don't remember that, then I wouldn't have carried those lessons with me. Absolutely. And I think that was my thought process through the whole thing. I think at first I was like, oh my God, my heartbreak was so horrible. Like I remember just like not being able to get out of bed. Like it was so bad. But then at the same time, like I would not have gone to therapy. I would not have become more introspective. I would not have done this podcast probably. Like my whole life would be different. And also just like what I learned from that relationship and like kind of back to what Trevor Noah was saying is even if things don't end in like marriage or that you're together forever, that's still such a core part of my life that I would never take back. Even though there was hurt that came with it, there was also so much love and happiness that came from it. So I would agree. I would probably take back my virginity. You know, like honestly, <laughs> that like that memory, like it wasn't even that great of a memory for me. <laughs> like it was like whatever. Like it was with this like this boyfriend I had that was fucking a piece of shit, to be honest. Like he like <laughs> kissed another girl in front of me once, like because I wasn't giving him enough attention. Like it was like like, you know, we're young. It's like people are dumb. I just, <laughs> I don't need that memory. <laughs> like, yeah, it you're like, no, I could go without bad. that. I mean, honestly, like losing my virginity wasn't like detrimental or anything like terrible. It just was kind of eh, like take it or leave it memory. So yeah. So is that your answer then? Yeah, you would I would choose, go, to, I would lose choose to lose that memory. Like, yeah, you can, you can go without it. We did have some people comment and say, that losing their virginity was the first time that they thought about their own sexuality mm. and their relationship to sex and how how empowered they felt. So some people really felt like their losing their virginity was more of a milestone in their mm. life versus that heartbreak. So it really again it just depends on the consequences of that memory and what that served for you. But it just shows you everything is a domino effect. Mm-hmm. If you, I mean, I think a lot of people after reading this question thought about if I remove that memory, what would my life be like now? And it probably would be a little different, right? The way you think about yourself and your relationship to other people. So it's a fascinating um, list of responses that we got. I would also choose losing my virginity as the memory Mm. I can lose because I think my biggest heartbreak has catapulted me into being a much better person and a Mm -hmm. much better partner that I don't think I would have gotten there 
without it. But I would also say like, I don't actually remember losing my virginity. I don't remember the exact moment. Yeah. I mean, I do. <laughs> I already it lost wasn't that like a moment that like I think about. Honestly, I haven't thought about it since you posed this question. So <laughs> I think about the heartbreak though a lot. So I think, yeah, that probably answers itself. It could also be because of our age, Julie. Like, I think if yeah. you answer this question when you're like 20, <laughs> you're like, oh, okay. That no, was for sure. You know. For sure. So what were the polls? What did people so say? So the results were 47% of people chose lose the memory of losing your virginity and 53% chose their biggest heartbreak. So pretty even, actually. Mm, interesting. But the numbers kept flip-flopping back and forth. I was like keeping an eye on it. It was a play-by-play of like 50% and then 60%. And it just, it kept flip-flopping, but always kind of equal. And yeah. it was the same on our Facebook group too. Yeah, super interesting. And if you want to be part of the discussion, join our Facebook group if you haven't yet. Do you have FOMO yet? Because <laughs> we keep talking about our Facebook group. It's called The Love in the Time of Corona by the Dateable Podcast. We have the most uh, fascinating discussions about everything, not just dating, like everything related to relationships. I'm constantly amazed by the people in that constantly. group. Like, I, I just love, like, to love having that direct line to our listeners, too, and just hearing what's going on in their lives. So yeah, definitely join the Facebook group. If you're not with us on Instagram already, we also announced on Facebook group and Instagram that last week was our 200th episode. So oh, yeah, if you're, you know, you're, you got to get all you got to get there to get all the insiders info. So and we're just, you know, we loved Instagram, you can slide into our DMs, we definitely Anytime, always try baby. to talk back, it might be a day or two delay. But we we always try our best to get that response back to you. So the type of DMs I love, I don't know about you, Julie, but the ones I love are like stream of consciousness. Oh, yeah. People are like, I was just listening to your episode and I thought of this. (laughs) You know, I love it in real time. Yeah. And then the last kind of announcement we always do is leave that rating and review. It helps us so, so much. You guys don't understand. This is like what makes it or breaks it with podcasts. And we know there's more listeners that have then have left reviews, like a lot more. So if you haven't yet, it takes literally one second to leave that rating, hit five stars, and then you can be done. But if you want to give us that extra love, like leave us a one or two liner, like we'd love reading those. Yes, makes me feel so warm and fuzzy. Another line of communication with us would be through our YouTube channel. We have a brand new YouTube channel. It's called Dateable. So if you've been part of the Dateable podcast YouTube channel, we're shutting that down. We're migrating everything over to the Dateable channel where we'll post all of these what we're calling dateable chats is what you're listening to right now but it'll be on video (laughs) and we'll also have some other great content like our decorator video (laughs) that everyone needs to see and our very last announcement is for those of you who've been with us for a while we've been part of the frolic network and we love them and also as part of the network there's these other amazing podcasts and we like to talk about one of them today it's called the big gay fiction podcast they have new episodes every monday and i get this this is what they talk about for anybody who's into avid gay romance fiction. So they do all kinds of book recommendations. They do exclusive author interviews and they talk about gay pop culture. So it's very aptly named Big Gay Fiction Podcast new episodes every Monday. And you can find them on the Frolic Network. And this episode is made possible by our wonderful sponsor, BetterHelp. So we've talked about BetterHelp before. I can't stop talking about them because most recently I realized I'm just not very in touch with my feelings as I thought I did. Uh, So I've enlisted BetterHelp's help again. Um, Working on my mental health with them has ensured me that I'm not a 
alone in this. They offer online counseling with professional, credible, and compassionate therapists in a safe and private environment. Their counselors specialize in depression, relationships, trauma, and many other areas. With 3,000 U.S. licensed professionals across all 50 states, they make it easier than ever to find help. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional (laughs) counselors in all 50 states. And now for Dateable listeners only, you get 10% off your first month with the code DATEABLE. Get started today by going to betterhelp.com slash DATEABLE. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. So again, that's betterhelp.com slash DATEABLE and use the code D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E for 10% off your first month. Okay, ready for this episode. All about the little things you can do to become a good partner, not just a good boyfriend, but a good partner. So take it away, Fasan. You know, what I love about this show, other than the fact that we do the show, is the (laughs) fact that we talk about observations in modern dating, but we also talk about ways of dating better and smarter. Mm. And I I, I love that we don't talk from a place of like, oh, everybody knows their shit. It's more like we're all sharing. It's like crowdsourcing ways of dating better, which makes me feel really good about the advice that's given on the show. Yeah, for sure. 100% agree. So the topic we want to talk about today with our guest, Vasant, is how to be a good boyfriend by doing the little things. Ooh, I love this. So he lives in San Francisco. He's been here for 10 years, originally from Indiana. He's in his late 30s, single and actively going on dates. So he says this, he's like, I am a hopeless romantic looking to sweep a girl off her feet, just trying to find the right partner to share in life's adventures so much that he created a boyfriend manual, which focuses on doing the little things to make a girl happy. Things that guys just aren't naturally wired to do, yet are so easy and impactful in making a woman feel loved. This is exactly how my boyfriend talks about cooking with me. (laughs) He's like, you don't need to make these like amazing dishes. You know, when we cook, because I don't really cook and this quarantine has forced me to really like cook, you know, together Nothing with like it. a pandemic to force you to learn how to cook. It exactly. Really, seriously, <laughs> and I'm enjoying it, but it, what, learn like one little dish. It's the little dishes, and then you can build up from there. So I think it's similar in this way. I mean, first of all, why do you think the little things matter? And what are these little things that you are talking about? Happy to share. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the whole point is I think it's, there are a bunch of little things that uh, that guys can do that, can actually, you know, make them a better boyfriend. And it's, it's just things that guys aren't naturally trained to do. It's just we're not, our brains aren't wired that way. I, I, I kind of figured this out. Uh, it's not like I was studying this or anything. I just kind of realized uh, in dating in my early and mid twenties, um, just there are certain things I was doing that had really good effects and certain <laughs> things that, you know, weren't, weren't that impactful. And I, I mean, I'm, I'm going to reference a book that's pretty well known, uh, Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus. One of the key things there is guys tend to do grand gestures, but less frequently. And uh, women, not all women, but some women, maybe a majority of women, uh, would prefer more constant gestures. I mean, yeah, if you could have a grand gesture every day, sure, we'd love that. That's, <laughs> I think that book uh, was talking about the fact that uh, a lot of women want the feeling just just to know that they're always loved. Mm -hmm. And if you're doing gestures that aren't as frequent, you don't necessarily know that. So I I think I was just doing these little things. And my girlfriend at the time um, knew 
I could see a reaction on her uh, when I would do these little things. And she just wanted to have that, you know, feeling of knowing that like my boyfriend, you know, is constantly in love with me. So grand gestures versus little things could be relative depending on who you're talking to. So when you talk about the little things, what are you talking about? Just something small that puts a smile on her face. Example? Uh, yeah. Sometimes I'll drop a note in, in a girl's purse that she'll like randomly see like later in the week or maybe mm. maybe two weeks later. And I'm not going to describe the contents of the note because it varies per person. But the whole point <laughs> is there's a great line from a movie. The best gift is an unexpected gift at an unexpected time. Mm. Right. It doesn't even mm. matter what the gift is. Right. So just, you know, just to see, you know, grab that randomly come across this note and to know that, oh, my guy is thinking about me in this way. You told me one when we talked about this, about the towel. Mm. Yeah. You can talk about yeah. that one. It's a more advanced move, but. These are so basic. So, um, so yeah, when, uh, when my girlfriend would go take a shower, um, it was a chilly day. I would grab her towel and throw it in the dryer. Uh, this is assuming you have washer mm. dryer in your unit, because if you have to leave the house, especially during <laughs> quarantine, it, it really doesn't make sense. But uh, assuming you have washer dryer in unit, I, I would throw the, the dryer in there. And then when I heard the water turn off, I'd grab the towel and hand it to her. Wow. And it was like 30 seconds round trip for me to go grab the towel, yeah. put it in there, and then Low get it investment. Back. High low return. Investment. Exactly. <laughs> I love... Okay, so I'm not... Obviously, I would love to get the random note too, for sure. I'm not saying that I wouldn't. But I feel like that second one is like totally not cliche and expected at all. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's such like one of those things like, oh, my God, he really thought about me for a second. Yeah, I think that's what it is, is when you realize you occupy someone's mind when you least expect it, that's when the actions are more impactful. Wait, I want to hear more. more? Yeah, what's another advanced move? What's level five? I, to be honest, I vary, it, it varies per person. That's the thing. Um, it's the same with gift giving. There's no standard formula, right? It's just paying attention and putting putting a little bit of thought. I think that goes a long way. As as you said, it's just knowing that you you are occupying a guy's headspace, hopefully in a, in a good way. Yeah. What are some, I mean, Julie, I feel like you've given an example of you doing little things for your ex by bringing him coffee and he was just so appreciative of that. Oh, a bagel. Yeah. A bagel. Well, my ex actually recently did something else that I really like. When I was in the other room, he left uh, voice memos on Alexa just saying like, I love you. That's cute. Well, this is where it got funny is like, he thought it would just like send a text message to me, but then it just started to like occupy Alexa and turn the whole thing yellow. I don't know if anyone's I've never gotten I've never gotten a voice memo on Alexa before because I live by myself. So why would I be leaving myself voice memos? And it just started like spiraling yellow, like nonstop. And we're like, Oh, my God, it's possessed because I walked in and I heard him leaving the message. But then real, <laughs> I think like it's i like eventually had to unplug alexa because i'm like something's wrong with it and i broke alexa (laughs) i googled it it was like this it means you have a new message and then i listened to the message and that's when we heard the messages like we were together when he left the messages but it was a really cute sentiment i thought what you were gonna say was he put the message on a timer like told alexa to tell you he loves you at like 650 that would freak me out though if that happened (laughs) you live by yourself and all of a sudden Alexa's like, blah, 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 wants to say, I love you. 
<laughs> well, it was actually his voice, which was kind of cool. Like See, it was that, like that's better if it's his voice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If it's Alexa telling you that she loves you. It doesn't have the same sentiment. Then it's generic. Um, I mean, there was. Yeah. I remember even a few years ago, uh, there was this app. I forgot. I don't. I, it might have been. It was boyfriend something, but it was essentially mm. it's covering up for bad behavior. So basically, you pay the service. It, it was an app. I think it was like four dollars or something like that. I don't know if it was four dollars a month. Oh, or I $4 totally total. remember this. And it would send your significant other uh, random texts in the middle of the day, yep. and you didn't even have to like oh. program it. You didn't. You have to tell it like what things to say. It was just, it was generic applied across you know the universe. That's just covering up for being lazy, and that's not what I'm trying to do. I'm actually just trying to make things show guys easy things to do. Um, mm-hmm. Because if you look at it, I mean. Uh, you, you said something about uh, investment. So mm-hmm. like, I mean, if you're going to think about it from finance terms, if you look at a large, ge- a, a grand gesture, your return on investment there isn't actually as high as you think it might be. Mm-hmm. But on the small things, it's actually super high because the investment is so low. Like I said, mm-hmm. you know, that towel thing, it was 30 seconds of my time and the smile right. it put on her face. And I'll be, there were times where she did it for me. And it's just, I'm not gonna lie, who doesn't like a warm towel? It's yeah, really nice. You can't deny that. <laughs> for some people, this is just not in their repertoire. So they're like, what are the little things I could possibly be doing. And I would start with by saying, don't do things for the sake of doing them. Do it because you know your girlfriend or boyfriend likes certain things. Like obviously everybody loves the hot towel, but I also know some guys really hate being hot right after the shower. They're like, I can't stop sweating. So maybe that's not a great idea for them, but something that's tailored towards your partner. Let's go back to level one. Let's like really (laughs) make it super easy. Because I think we got super excited and want to jump ahead, but let's go like way back to level one, like on par with the leaving the little notes. What are like three other examples? So the thing I'd encourage is just in your free time, uh, I, you know, I, I am a romantic, so I tend to think about how to make how to make someone happy. I, my, my biggest goal is like, what can I do to make her smile? And that's, that's the thing that's most important to me. Um, And that's, I get satisfaction from making, you know, from seeing that reaction on her face. So, you know, if I'm, if I'm pretty into somebody, you know, either I'm falling in love with them or I'm already in love with them. Um, yeah, they tend to be on my mind a lot. And I just, you know, when I come across something random, I'm just like, oh yeah, this, this, like she would appreciate this. So it's just kind of being in that mindset. I'm like, mm. okay, here, here's, here's a super cheesy example. I was watching, uh, I was watching Bring the show it. Friends. I had to have been a rerun, I'm sure. Um, and Monica and Rachel would leave themselves little notes in the steam, uh, in the steam mm. mirror. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and I'm just like, oh, this is something that she would appreciate. So I would just, you know, if, if, if she was showering and I'm not able to do the towel thing, cause like, let's say I had to go to work or something. Right. Um, I would just sometimes leave a little note, uh, you know, I'd, I'd wipe my forehead to get a little bit of extra oil on my finger <laughs> so that the, the note would stay in the, you know, on the mirror, not just that day, but maybe for multiple days. Ooh, and it's like just, it. you know, yeah, it's just, it's, it's just getting simple ideas from other sources and just thinking, Oh, person I'm, you know, person I'm with would actually appreciate that. One example I can think of is I love it when my boyfriend wakes up in the morning and makes an extra cup of coffee or tea mm. for me. So when I wake up, it's ready and it's hot. That it's so easy because all he has to do is just bring out another cup. But to right. me, it means it makes my day. Right. Well, it makes it seem like he's not just thinking about him. He's thinking about yeah. you guys together. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking of another gesture that you that you had. I think maybe malt multiple boyfriends of yours have done this. Oh boy, so maybe think- you've trained them somehow. I feel like you always get picked up from the <laughs> airport or like given some like didn't like your current boyfriend oh, yeah. like well, first of all, he picked you up from LA w- during coronavirus. So that was like a pretty big gesture. That's like a that's a grand gesture. Yes. Yeah, that one's pretty good. 
or like at he least drove to advance. LA to pick you up. Yeah, yeah. I was working. I was at. A, I was on a company trip in LA, and right before the lockdowns happened, and he picked me up that weekend to drive me back. Wow, that's yeah. a pretty good one. That's but a pretty good one. You've also didn't he also buy you like groceries too? No, he then- wins. He wins a lot. So our first, the first month that we were together, I took a trip. And when I came back, he picked me up from the airport and he bought groceries for me, knowing that I wouldn't have food in my fridge when I came back. That was, it never happened. Awesome. That was such a great, I think that's a level three. uh, That's probably a pretty advanced. But maybe that's that's, pretty advanced. That's an interesting example because we're talking about tailoring. And if he mm-hmm. known you well, he might have known that you actually don't really cook and it doesn't matter. Right. But it actually, it still went a long way, though. It went a long way. And it was like all the staples. So I definitely ate most of it. <laughs> it wasn't like for cooking. Yeah, I know. This girl knows how to eat. Yes, that's true. That's true. It could be like snacks, too. Didn't you also have another ex-boyfriend like put together some like package? Oh, my gosh. Yes. So the one before this one. <laughs> This oh this was really good too. It was uh, also it's always like in the first few months. So don't let this die down, guys. Just you know keep it going. But in the first few months, I also took a trip. It was a pretty long trip, and before it, he took me to the airport and got me this huge like travel package for with like a travel travel brush and travel tubes and travel socks and it was like travel everything it was and like a passport holder it was really really thoughtful and a ton of snacks that i love so travel often that's how you get rich you get gestures. Make yourself I know, inaccessible. I feel like I don't know anyone else that's gotten as many like travel airport related things as you. Interesting. I don't know. I feel like some of the, uh, the men I've spoken to, not just dated, but outside of dating, have told me that they really enjoy picking up yeah. from the airport because it makes them feel like they're providing. And also it's just a, it's a great way to bond. Literally the main reason I, I still have a car because I don't <laughs> to pick girls up from the airport. Oh no, just you know, whoever, right? Picking my friends who are visiting up uh, for my folks who are visiting. Um, definitely when I had the long distance girlfriend, right? But just anybody, I think it's a, it's a really nice gesture. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's what we used to do back in the day. And yeah, there's no real reason we why we shouldn't unless it's super inconvenient. Right. Yeah. Also, nothing is soup is more annoying too than getting off the, like a long flight and oh, having to get I an know. Uber. You know. So I, know. I think like having that person come and save you and just take you home is like it's so nice. It's such a relief. Yeah, and also low investment too. It's yeah, that one's like a ride. medium. It's like mm-hmm. you gotta you gotta leave your house, but it's not huge. You know. Yeah. A gesture I did that you brought up earlier is I brought my boyfriend at the time a bagel. And like, I honestly didn't even think anything of it. I wasn't thinking (laughs) like, oh, I should do a gesture. I was just got up early. He was still sleeping. I like went to get coffee. I knew, I don't know, I just knew he liked bagels. So I'm like, oh, I'll grab him one. And like, he thought it was like the biggest deal. So you just never know like what's going to really get someone. I think that's what you were trying to say is it's very much knowing them and tailoring it accordingly. And no gestures too small. No gestures. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like one thing, you know, with one of my exes, she, um, look, I love lemonade. It's my, it's my favorite drink. And she made this amazing, like we were long distance. So whenever I'd visit, she'd she'd always like make freshly squeezed lemonade. But uh, there was one time where I was in San Francisco and I was just working my butt off and um, she knew I, w- I had a really busy week and she had um, 
this is like at the at the dawn of all these food delivery services. Mm -hmm. So she had this like freshly pressed juice sent to me. Wow. And that was just, uh, you know, seems simple now because like everyone has these services. But like this was, you know, this is probably like seven, seven years ago. That's really sweet. You know who you are if you're listening to this. Oh, <laughs> it's time <laughs> to revisit. <laughs> <laughs> so that actually brings up an interesting question. I, mean, I guess the question I have is, does it have to be just men? Because I think this was started as men are not really like thinking about this type of behavior that often. And that was kind of what you were starting with is like this better boyfriend manual. But we just gave examples of women doing this. Like, what are our thoughts of like gender roles here? And is this kind of fair game or should it be fair game? for everyone. Let's take a quick break from this episode to acknowledge America's best value meal kit, Every Plate. If you're like me, I am so over having to figure out what to cook for every meal. Not only does Every Plate take care of planning for you, it is also the best price meal kit out there. One meal is the same price as one cup of coffee. And they're easy to follow and pre-proportioned recipes come together in about 30 minutes. My most recent delivery included mouth-watering meals like mushu beef and scallop linguine. Now you can get three weeks of Every Plate meals for only $2.99 per meal by going to everyplate.com and entering the code DATABLE3. Again, get three weeks of Every Plate meals for only $2.99 per meal by going to everyplate.com and entering the code D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E, the number three. Now back to the show. What are our thoughts of like gender roles here? And is this kind of fair game or should it be fair game for everyone? Traditionally might fall under a little bit of gender role just because of, you know, the book I was quoting and that men are from Mars, women are from Venus. And it said that in the book, it said that women tend to appreciate more frequent gestures. So maybe it just falls into gender roles the way you traditionally think about them. But the way we think about gender roles now is shifting from the traditional mold. So, uh, I mean, I think it, it works both ways. That's true. That book was written a long, long, long time, time ago. Yeah. But think <laughs> like about a more modern before. version of that, uh, the the five love languages, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's re- like, you know, uh, one of you mentioned acts of service and, you know, that's one of the love languages. And I think it's just understanding what your partner likes, because we often tend to give in the way that we like to receive, right? Mm-hmm. And that's one of the whole points of five love languages. So if you just get to understanding what it is that uh, your partner and you know, how they like to receive love, then if that's just on your head, then you naturally will come up with these little things. I also feel like if you're in a loving relationship, you'll naturally want to do these things for each other. So it's right. not so much like tit for tat. It's not like, oh, I did something right. for you, you do something back. I think even in your situation, Vasant, you just want a, a simple appreciation, a smile, kind of like a gesture of just like, you've been thinking about me, I really appreciate it. And that's enough for you. So I think it could It doesn't even have to be a little thing, physical thing that you do. It could just be verbal appreciation too. Right. I totally agree. I was going to say actually something similar to the love languages. I don't think this is gender agnostic whatsoever. I think it really depends on like how people like to receive love. And I think what makes, I've been trying to wrestle with like why I like these little, little things better than the grand gesture. And I think for me, I'm not a huge gifts person. That's like probably the lowest of my love languages. And I think sometimes grand gesture. I mean, granted, if someone was like, I'm going to pay for an all expenses trip to somewhere, I'd probably be super excited. But like, (laughs) you know, just like, I guess that that to me, for whatever reason, doesn't count as a grand gesture. I don't 
don't know why, but that's my own shit. But I think, um, (laughs) (laughs) I think um, what I'm trying to say long-windedly is I think like with these small things, like it can be acts of service, like you're doing something for someone, but it also hits words of affirmation. Like you were saying, if you're leaving little notes around or you're saying, I love you through Amazon Alexa or leaving uh, like notes on the Steam uh, uh, mirror, like after a shower, like that is also words of affirmation also. So it hits like multiple love languages. It's not just acts of service. And I think even quality time, I feel Mm -hmm. like there's something about, like you said earlier, Vizant, that was like, you know that you're present in someone's mind all the time. Mm -hmm. So maybe even if you're not like physically together, there's something nice that you know that like that quality of time is there. Yeah. Yeah. And it has to be contextually right. I I want to figure out a way to best articulate this because I always think about your example, Julie, of going on that date with the guy at sunset uh, underneath the Golden Gate Bridge and how that date was so memorable, but the guy wasn't, you know, it was like the wrong context. And I would hate for everyone to go out and do like little, little things or even grand gestures and not be remembered, you know, (laughs) and be overpowered by the, the gesture. So I really think just tailoring this act or this gift to the person you're with, that's first and foremost, the most important. Absolutely. If that's what they like, you know, some people Mm -hmm. actually might actually prefer like, if you're talking about a gift, they actually might prefer like an expensive gift over thought. Right. Uh, And I'm not saying that's wrong or right. It's just some people do prefer that. And other people actually prefer the thought that's put into a gift. You know, it's not like one person is 100% one way or the other. You know, Mm -hmm. you you could probably do a mix of both, right? Sometimes they do like nice things. Then other times it's it's nice to have something that was like well thought out. Right. I think that's why, like, again, like flowers, like no one's going to say that they don't enjoy getting flowers, right? But maybe the flowers aren't as memorable as like the towel, for example, because it's more generic, Mm -hmm. especially if you have like an inside joke or something that is really tailored to you. I think there's just like a lot of opportunity to make more of a lasting impression. Yeah. Now that I'm thinking about this, most of these do fall under acts of service or quality time. Mm -hmm. And those things just take take thought. Mm -hmm. And, you know, going back to the gender role thing, I'd actually love to see a study, you know, when you think about the five love languages, do they actually split a little bit differently on Mm. on genders? Mm. I don't know. So I have a level two or an intermediate that I've done for someone and I'm still really proud of it till this day. It's been like 10 years. You're you're like, you're beaming about this. You really set the expectation high now. (laughs) I feel like I've told this story on a previous episode, but it doesn't matter because I repeat myself all the time. Anyway, this was in New York. I was really into this guy. And for one of our dates, like fifth or sixth date, we went to this restaurant and they handed us calendars. Remember this, Julie? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I I haven't told this. Keep going. Maybe I'll come back to me. The waiter handed us calendars uh, for it because it was like December. So it was for the next year. And we kind of just looked at it like, who has calendars on their walls anymore? And it was like such a waste. So when we were leaving the restaurant, made this joke about mailing the calendars to Santa because it was like around Christmas time. So we put it in a mailbox. And the day uh, day after we did that, I went back to the restaurant, asked for another calendar, and I nailed it to his work. 
And in that calendar, I wrote, uh, this is a return from Santa. I don't want your calendar. And so he, when he got it, one, he was really surprised. But two, he was just like, thanks for thinking about me, you know, because it was just an inside joke that we had. So to me, that was level two, because I had to go to the restaurant. I don't know. This seems there. For, I think this actually seems more advanced than the towel. Really? <laughs> I mean, if from, the a, t- from an investment standpoint. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, you had, had to, to buy like, a stamp. Yeah. You had to like go somewhere physically, right? Like, yeah, that's true. Twice. Yes. Yeah. I feel like this is pretty advanced. <laughs> so I'll, I'll give you an example and you can, I'll let you classify as to what level it is. Perfect. Uh, I love this game. <laughs> so I was uh, ex-girlfriend. Um, we were actually visiting or she was visiting uh, my parents. I think it was my mom's birthday or something. This this lady, she's originally from Minnesota. So there's a brand of uh, coffee shop out there um, called Caribou Coffee. Uh-huh. And there happened to be one in Indianapolis. And I knew that we were mm. downtown for something else. And I'm like, oh, let me just take us, you know, by there. I happened to just look it up and it was it was slightly out of the way, but like, you know, it, we're, we're driving. So I'm like, we just kind of like stroll by it. And she got so excited, like where she currently lived, which was in the South, they didn't have any, any of these caribou coffees. Um, and I don't, I'm not saying their coffee, this is not a plug for caribou. I have no idea. I'm not, <laughs> not, I'm not a, a sponsor. <laughs> I'm not a coffee drinker. So, uh, but she was super excited because maybe it just brought her a sense of home. Mm. Um, you know, the fact that she's visiting my family's home, that, that was the feeling that I was trying to elicit. That's very sweet. And it was, you know, it was so easy. I say that's a be- between intermediate and advanced because you still had to go somewhere. You had to do some research. Research is pretty easy with, uh, with, with Google. <laughs> with Google. Google apps. You know what, yeah. though? A lot of people, and I'm okay, I'm going to throw men under the bus a little on this one Uh-oh. because I feel like sometimes like little things, even like picking dates, right? It's like just mm. freaking Google or go to Yelp. But for whatever reason, it's like, what do you want to do? And you maybe are underestimating that even a little research can go a long way. Like there's a lot of people out there that are doing nothing. No kidding. There's nothing more that I appreciate than a man just planning out a date and being just sending me a text saying 730. This is where we're meeting. Hope this is a good good choice. You know, like that's it. That's all I want to hear. That's like a a baby step here. Yeah, (laughs) I don't need you to send me like 6000 Yelp reviews and let me decide which one like no. Just I actually just tell somebody what time and I'll be picking because I, I generally like to pick them up uh, oh. like driving and I will tell them like to wear a certain type of shoe like like maybe we're going for a walk right so oh. then I don't want her to be uncomfortable so I'm just like bring comfy shoes. I'm not saying you have to I wear like them. But at least bring- okay, I just yeah. thought of one. You guys, let me know what you what level or where this falls because I'm also very mixed on this grand gesture or small thing, whatever you want to classify it as. So I dated this guy who was never my boyfriend, but we dated for a couple, like a month or two. And every date we had, he would come and pick me up in an Uber. So he lived literally (laughs) across the, like he lived across town and he would come and get me in an Uber every single time. And it felt really chivalrous to me, but I also like, it just, it felt like unnecessary to me. Mm -hmm. Like I felt like also we would get to the date and then we, he'd like ask to split the check, like for dinner or whatever. And I'm like, well, if we, yeah. And I'm like, well, you just spent like $50 on an Uber. And like, there was actually even one time he really, we wanted to go see a movie and it wasn't playing in SF for some reason. 
it was only in Daly City, but it was literally going to play in SF the next day. So he told me that he was going to drive. He was going to drive us. So I thought he was going to take his car. Nope. And he ended up picking me up in an Uber, and it literally was like a hundred dollar ride to Daly City, yeah. or maybe like fifty dollars. I don't know exactly how much it was. I didn't see the Uber receipt, but it was not cheap. I was just like, why? Why? It just felt very unnecessary to me. But I also think it was like. I don't know. It was nice. It, I, I feel bad saying that because it, it came from a good place. Yeah. You know, the first time you told me that, Julie, I was kind of thinking, wow, this guy just has his priorities wrong. I mean, like at this transportation, maybe he someone told him like it's chivalrous to pick, pick her up uh, for every date. But now that I'm hearing the story for the second time, I just think that maybe he got like a $2,000 gift certificate to Uber for Christmas one year. Did he work for Uber? (laughs) Or maybe he worked for Uber. He's like, I got to spend the credit. He had no affiliation with Uber at all. (laughs) And like, also, it's like there were times that we literally would meet in the middle of the two of our houses. I'm like, it doesn't even, I think the logical side, I'm like extremely just, I don't know, like that part drove me a little nutty. But again, like, I don't want to like, poopa someone's nice niceness so i would love your thoughts what do you guys think this is a prime example of doing something for someone that's not tailored towards them you did not go on dates with this guy and said i really prefer for a guy to pick me up for dates you never said that he's doing it for himself thinking that you would benefit as well but obviously it was not tailored to you I think if you do it, you know, the first time, you don't know what the person likes, right? So I think it is it is a nice gesture, uh, at least, you know, depending on where he's from. You know, I, I, I grew up in, in the Midwest and, you know, you even said that was a chivalrous move. And people say chivalry is dead in this day and age. And I would say on coasts, um, it probably is to a certain degree dead. Um, and the only reason like the Midwest and the South still have some chivalry is because traditions just take a little bit longer there to die out. So there were certain things I was brought up to, to do, you know, um, I mean, what's your opinion on like opening a door for somebody? Oh, I think it's great. I think it's great. I've had women in San Francisco who are like, I can do it myself. And I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm sure you're physically capable of doing it yourself. I Um, know. I know. That's where the blurred lines are. You know what? I actually thought of a level one or a beginner. I don't even know what levels we're on anymore. But I thought of a (laughs) beginner that is one of my biggest pet peeves if someone doesn't do it. It's when you're walking together and someone's walking ahead of you instead Mm. of like next to you and like almost like protecting you. I've Mm. I've had it happen to me. I've seen it. I've observed it on other dates. So I don't know. Maybe this isn't even like a beginner. It might be like one of those pre ones again, like looking things up on Google and Yelp, but maybe the bar is just set so low. Yeah, maybe that's common sense to some of us, but not common sense to others. I've also heard from some women that they get bothered when the guy doesn't walk on the outside of them. Right. I thought that's what you were going to say, because like, yeah, if you're talking about the traditional mode of like being a protector, then Mm -hmm. you walk close to the street side because my body can take getting hit by a car <laughs> better than yours or no, or, you know, if, if, if you, if there's a puddle, you know, yep. you're kind of protecting her from being splashed by the puddle. I thought that's where you're, where you were going to go. I've never heard of somebody walking in unless like, maybe if you're in a rush and you're like, babe, let's go. And then maybe I'll lead a little bit more. Like if, we're yeah. super late. but on a regular basis, that sounds, it sounds odd. I've had it happen to me and I've observed it of other people. I would hate that. I would just feel so alone. Like they're leaving me in the dust. I remember I was like at a restaurant with one of my best friends and we like saw this guy that she just like hated. 
Like, I think, I don't remember, I think she, like, a friend of hers dated him or something, and he was out mm-hmm. with a new girl, and they left the restaurant, and she's like, that fucker, he is walking <laughs> ahead of her, like, <laughs> you know? It's just, like, it was just something that we both noticed. It was, like, one of the first instincts. I was just thinking about when a guy does walk in front, think about the underlying reason for that. He is probably focused on something in his head and not even thinking about the girl. Yeah. Right? Right. Uh, yes. Not to get political, but like look at the way uh, the Obamas would walk together mm. versus the way that the Trumps mm-hmm. walk together. You know, mm-hmm. he just gets out of the car and he's like going, you know, doesn't wait. Uh, he being uh, uh, the trumpeter himself, mm-hmm. he doesn't wait to, you know, wait for Melania to come out. He's he's obviously slightly self-focused, we'll say. Um, mm-hmm. Honestly, that could be a sign that like, okay, is, is the guy, is he a self-centered person? If he's walking ahead like that, I would venture to say he probably is more self-centered than... I would want someone to be mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. no i think that's exactly what all of this is right it's like little things that can show someone that you are an equal to them that you care about them and when you don't do stuff like this and you do opposites it has those repercussions mm-hmm. and feelings mm-hmm. you know what though i think it's the little things for some reason i mean I, we can definitely talk about grand gestures because i would love to know if either one of you have either given or gotten a grand gesture but i can't even like think of one off the top of my mind, yet I can think of a bunch of the little things. So I'm wondering if one, I've either just never gotten a grand gesture or two, the little things do actually stick out more because like they're more unexpected. Well, if you go back to this uh, financial (laughs) analogy again about the investment, I remember I had a friend in college, right after college, he was dating this girl that he was really into. And every few weeks, like two or three weeks, he would do something really grand. Like Mm. he bought her a diamond necklace on their third date. He told her he loved her and gave her this like ginormous Patrick doll. I don't know if you remember this. It's like a ginormous dog from FAO Schwartz that's no longer in business. Oh, I do remember that. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? It's like the size of a human. And it- It's like a $200 doll or whatever um, stuffed animal. So he gave that to her on their one month anniversary. And then on their like second month anniversary, he took her on a trip to Hawaii. And I was like, where do you go from here? (laughs) Where do you go? What are you going to get her at one year? Like a jet plane? Like, I don't know what's happening here. And he was even like, it's a lot of pressure. And he felt, this is the thing with grand gestures. And I'm not trying to dismiss or undermine all grand gestures. But to him, he felt like he needed to do these things because she was out of his league. But Mm. they weren't actually from his heart. They were actually out of fear and insecurity. So in the end, it kind of- It's a mask. It's a mask. And it backlashed because her relationship only lasted six months because she was just kind of like, why are you doing so many things for me? Like, what? how are we supposed to have a real relationship if you just keep on adding on these gifts? Let's hold that thought for a second. We'll get right back to it. This episode is sponsored by Vaya. We all know there are things that can help set the mood in the bedroom, but did you know a little THC could also do that? Yes, Vaya has developed a unique blend of pleasure-enhancing cannabinoids, libido-strengthening herbs, and a low dose of THC. THC all into one mind-blowing gummy called High Love. This gummy, wow, it will awaken your senses, increase blood flow, and intensify any sexual experience. I've been pleasantly surprised by the High Love gummies because it is just the right amount of THC for me to have a good time without feeling sleepy. 
And hey, if THC is not your thing, Via also offers a wide array of other gummies without it. And everything legally ships in 50 states with discreet packaging directly to your door. So if you're over 21, you can get 15% off and a free pack of award-winning Dreams THC plus CBN sleep gummies with our exclusive code DATEABLE at ViaHemp.com. That's V-I-I-A-H-E-M-P.com. Let the gummies work their magic. Head to ViaHemp.com and use the code DATEABLE to receive 15% off and one free sample of their sleepy dream gummies. That's ViaHemp.com and use the code D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E at checkout. Take your passion and pleasure to a whole new level with high love from ViaHemp. This episode is made possible by Armoire. Armoire makes getting dressed easy. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five-minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic, personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out. Listen, I live in Southern California. There is absolutely no need for puffer coats or any sort of those winter jackets. But when I travel anywhere else in the world in these cold months, I'm often burdened with the task of getting winter clothes. And now with Armoire, I can just rent my winter wardrobe. It's brilliant. Right now, our listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash datable. That is armoire.style, spelled A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. We are so excited to share with you our new podcast exit interview. Dates don't usually end with a satisfaction survey, and yet we rate everything in our lives from Uber drivers to local coffee shops. So why don't we do the same thing when dating? We're here to conduct the ultimate romance review, featuring daters hungry for love who have agreed to call up old flames to gather honest feedback. Welcome to Exit Interview. He upgraded himself to business class while I was in economy. Wait, wow. What? There's feedback that will make you cringe. She could be a little bit hard-headed, like not reading the writing on the wall. And feedback that will make you swoon. When she said that she had feelings for you. I had no idea. Really? And maybe you'll learn a thing or two yourself about how you can be a better dater, lover, or partner. Obviously, like, knew I was going to learn something. I didn't expect this. Welcome to Exit Interview. Listen to Exit Interview on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Sometimes the grand gesture, there's this feeling like that someone did something wrong and that's why they're doing a grand gesture to get themselves out of it. I think there's something about the little things that just make it feel that's more like natural through your relationship opposed to something so big that you're wondering why they're doing it. Like it could be that they did something wrong or like you just said with your friend, like what is up with this person? Does he not feel like we're equals or whatever it is that he keeps doing this type of stuff? Mm -hmm. It's interesting what you said about the doing covering up something wrong because I actually hadn't really thought about that way but I don't I'm now I'm wondering did you do something wrong recently because <laughs> um, <laughs> I only say this because the last time I heard that like one time so uh, one of my friends from college she had had a baby and I was uh, I just I got some flowers and I was just taking them to you know I was going seeing her after her baby and uh, some guy on the street saw me with the flowers and he's like oh you effed up um, oh, yeah. that I was I was carrying I was giving the flowers 
I mean, he didn't know who I was giving them to, right? So he assumed I was giving him to a significant other. Um, but the first thought in his head was that you effed up. Um, that's why you're giving flowers. Um, so maybe that that is the way that some guys and, and gals do think, right? They do use gifts as a way of covering up a mistake. But what we are really talking about here is an act of service. So it's not yeah. so much gift giving. It's not material. It's just an act of I love you or I'm thinking about you and why these little acts of service build up over time to give you really high returns. And also, like we said, they're just low commitment. They're, they really don't consume too much of your time. And your girlfriend or boyfriend could really appreciate them. By the way, I also want to talk, uh, you're talking about grand gestures and you're, you weren't sure whether you've gotten one. I, I'm sure you have. Um, it's unfortunate that it's not like sticking in your head. Right. Um, that might be the point. I mean, like there is one that for me, it was a grand gesture that someone did for me. And it was, um, it wasn't the actual item. It was a gift, but it was the, the amount of effort that went into that gift. So like, it was, we walked into a store one time and I saw this suit that was amazing. Um, I just, I, I really loved it, but they didn't have my size. And I had them check like, you know, the four or five stores in, in, in town and they didn't have it. And, but she somehow took a picture of the, of the, of the tag and she ended up calling like 40 or 50 stores across the country. Wow. Um, and got me and got me the suit. It's a suit I still wear. I mean, and yeah, and it's, it wasn't about the suit. It was just for me, when I think about it, it's just the effort that she went to. Um, yeah. that's, that's definitely not a small gesture. That's a large gesture. You know what I think it is, is it's the definition of grand gesture. Like I wouldn't have thought that when I think of grand gesture, I think of like someone coming in balloon. with like a knight in like an armor on like a horse. A like... on a first date last year. <laughs> you what? I took somebody on a hot air balloon uh, ride on a first date. That's a grand that gesture. That is a grand gesture. Yeah. Like something like, yeah. re- like not to undermine what she did. I think that's amazing. But that to me falls under more of the small gesture. Like even though it's, it does require effort, I guess it's just maybe it's a personal definition thing. Like how we couldn't classify these into level mm. one, level two to level three versus beginner advanced. Like I think maybe people have different views of what's a grand gesture versus what's kind of an active service and small thing of kindness. Like for me, I think of a grand gesture as like something that's like winning you back. I don't know why I think that. But With a boombox? Yeah. Like that's <laughs> Outside your think, window? <laughs> yeah. I just think of like, yeah, I don't know why. I don't know. Even flowers. Like, I don't think of that as like a grand gesture. I think of that as like a nice thing to do for someone. What, yeah. about, a, um, what about being outside your window holding a blue French horn? Oh, I would, how I met your mother reference. <laughs> I would say that's a pretty grand gesture. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you could go to jail for it. Yeah. yeah okay. I would say that's a grand gesture. I mean, and all Ted, your neighbors can hear. Ted Mosby on How I Met Your Mother was full of grand gestures. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but he also did the little things. Like, there were things like, remember that date he did for Stella where she only had five minutes yeah. for lunch, like their first date? And he, he mixed in all these little things. And cute. he even had a cab pick her up and take her, you know, 20 feet. So, that's yeah, I mean, so that's, cute. But then I think it's he knowing wins. your audience again, because it he is, did this yes. really grand gesture for Robin while we're going down this rabbit hole is he had like an orchestra and like roses all over her apartment. Do you remember this? And she was so turned off by it. So yeah. it really just, again, goes back to like what's going to resonate with that person. Yeah, true. So if there is no formula... <laughs> Unfortunately, I think people might have been expecting a formula, but if there isn't one, how can people start to like train themselves to be aware of like what their partner is looking for? When is too early to start doing this? And like, how can they start taking these like small beginner steps? 
paying attention. It's like it, it, there's a little bit of emotional intelligence in, in, involved. There's um, if that doesn't if that doesn't naturally come, I would say get get into a habit of just spending one minute a day thinking about something that your your loved one likes. Just get yourself out of your own head and just just 60 seconds a day. Just force yourself to do that to think about what did I observe today in my daily life that she she he or she would like or what did I observe in the time that I was with him or her that she, she really liked? Um, and then just mm-hmm. kind of take these mental notes. But if you, if it doesn't actually come to you, it's, it's like devel- it's developing a habit like any other habit. You know, mm-hmm. put, it on a, put it on a schedule, force yourself to do it for 60 seconds. 60 seconds, that's not a big time I mean, commitment. No, I'm, I'm saying just... that's not a big time commitment. I'm saying people right. can really enjoy it. Like that's very easily mm-hmm. attainable. Yeah. It's not different than doing physical therapy or working out. It's just getting into a habit of, you know, forcing yourself out of your, your normal habits to, to do it. And it's just, people don't naturally think about these things. But like, like I said, doing that for a minute a day is definitely a worthwhile investment for you and, and for the person that you're, that you love. But I also like what you said is, I can almost hear some of our listeners saying, you know, it's just not who I am to do right. these small gestures. I'm not wired to do it. I would say, one, everyone's wired to do this. But two, get out of your head because it's not about you. A relationship is about you and the other person. So what if you removed yourself from the equation and thought about what is it that would make my partner happy? And that would motivate you to do some of these little things that we're talking about. So I've had a couple guys, they're both married. Uh, They have said, uh, you know, don't put this out there. Um, it's, it's so, it's so hard. They said, I wouldn't, I'm not wired to do that. I would never do those things. And I'm like, if you love somebody, how can you not give them 30 seconds? Why are you you even with that person? If you can't think about them for 30 seconds. Exactly. And then when is too early to start thinking about this stuff? Depends on how much you like that person. Right. I think (laughs) if if you don't like that person, if, if you are not compelled to do that, then you should maybe question, do I, why am I with this person? What else is in this boyfriend manual? I'm very curious. Oh, there's uh, more. I got a lot of it down on writing. There's other topics beyond just the small things. It's like, oh, there's a whole section on like, I dated somebody who's really into purses and bags. When I was younger, I maybe even today, I still don't understand what the fascination is, but it's not about what makes me happy, right? right it's about right. what makes her happy. Like, exactly. I, you know, she's fine with a, you know, like with a 32 inch TV versus I want like a 65 inch TV, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and who am I to judge what makes her happy? Yeah. It was, it was eye opening to me when I was like, again, it shouldn't matter what I think of it. I'm not going to say I was self-centered, but it's just like actually thinking about things from the other person's perspective. My mom will always say, you can't expect other people to think like you. Yeah. I will say probably the easiest thing to do in the world. Okay. If you're having a fight or you're bringing up a, a criticism of somebody or you know you're about to get into an argument or you're in the middle of an argument start off by saying babe i love you and then go into what you're going to say super mm. easy simple but that way the person knows that you're not like attacking them you're saying it from a place because you care that's why you're telling them these things right that goes so far because again you know that the person loves you and then there's it just sets up a debate as opposed to a fight mm-hmm. or even up i mean fights are fine too but it just it sets the context in, in a good place yeah, yeah but that's great. Only say it if you really do love them, though. True. <laughs> it can't be the first time you're saying it. Should we talk about some takeaways? Because I feel like there's a lot that we can learn from this conversation. Because I feel that is what it is when you are when you are so into someone, you just feel you just naturally want to do these things. Ask your partner what's something that you did recently that made them happy. Because sometimes we don't know. So maybe start opening that conversation. Maybe your partner tells you something really surprising. Like, I really loved it when you put ice cubes in my tonic water. You know, 
could be a really small thing, but it made her happy. And once you kind of know what makes her happy, it's like a drug. You get addicted to making someone happy. And that's how it all starts. That's a really good point, too, because even if you don't have a history with them, you can say, like, how did someone else make you happy? Or, like, what's been making you happy lately? And then Mm -hmm. you can start to gleam into their personality of, like, what their love language is. Or even just, like, having the conversation about love languages. I think so much Mm -hmm. of this conversation was really being attuned to how others receive love and then how also you can give and match how they receive, even if it's not necessarily your love language by default. What's your takeaway, Julie? Um, I mean, I think you just said it. Yeah, I mean, that was definitely one. I think my other one is that it's easy to make excuses that we're just like not wired this way. It's not natural. Like, I don't have the time. I, yeah. yeah. And like you said, it takes like what, like 30 seconds to write a note or like you can train yourself to just think about like what does makes this person happy like it's not big time commitments and i think that actually might help people make these gestures if like they're the type of person that just doesn't do it maybe the grand gesture or something big is too overwhelming so mm-hmm. having these like small attainable ones maybe this is a path to get them on the grand gesture, right? Mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. at least do something that makes them and their partner feel comfortable. Because I think like to UA your story earlier, like you also don't want to like burn out and you don't want it to feel like forced on either party. Mm-hmm. So it's a line of doing something that's sustainable, that's natural, that feels good versus feeling like you have to do it. And I think that's the mindset shift that needs to happen. Yeah. And if you feel like you have to do it, what did you do wrong? (laughs) What are you trying to make up for? Exactly. And if it feels forced, for me, just and I hadn't really thought about this before, but something I said, I think five minutes ago, it was if you can't get yourself to invest a minute or two of time, then like you should probably question why you're with that person. Right. Yep. And I mean, there's a great quote. This is an ex-girlfriend of mine. First one I did the towel for. Um, But she has a great quote that said, uh, love is like a fart. If you have to force it, it's probably shit. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Mic drop right there. Truer words. Truer words. And Vasant, how many times have you done the towel move? (laughs) That's your signature move. I love it. Or number of people? Or how many times have I done it? Number of people. Number of people. Uh... Probably for any, all of my significant, uh, like, long-term relationships. Okay, okay. And have they all had the same reaction to it? Who doesn't want to wear, I mean, I do that for my nephew. Um, <laughs> when, we were, when we were giving him, doing bath time, I would just go and throw his towel on a, in, in the dryer. Dryer. Yeah, I mean, who, who doesn't love that? Okay, just you just remind, you reminded me of one last Ted Mosby comment for how I met your mother because I remember he did this grand gesture for Robin again that he like set up she was like really sad around the holidays and he set up Christmas lights that went to a song and just like this big thing in their living room and I remember Marshall his best friend was like would you do that for me and he's like of course you would do that for me and I think that is like something to think Mm. about is with grand with small gestures grand gestures like when it feels forced is when you're trying to get something out of it if Mm -hmm. it's something that's just in your nature and you would do it for a friend you would do it for like a family member like it isn't necessarily someone that you're getting something back from right in a romantic relationship that's when it feels authentic that's when you don't get these like icky feelings of like why is this person doing 
this and this feels like not it feels forced right so yeah everyone has different levels like I think people that are just more natural like acts of service people might feel more inclined to do this stuff for everyone in their lives but maybe like to kind of ease up to romantic relationships especially if you're not in one right now maybe you can just look at the other people in your lives and like mm -hmm. start to practice and like say like are there ways that I can make their life better and mm -hmm. just start with these small gestures in all aspects of your love life that aren't necessarily tied to an outcome. Yep. Now, all this is assuming that someone is not narcissistic. They're not self overly self-centered. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah, right. you know, we are, we're in a society right now where more and more people are becoming self-centered. If, I mean, if they just care about themselves, it's, it's hard to get them to to switch. So just, you know, this, this, this isn't going to apply to hundred percent of the population. Unfortunately, if you've listened this whole episode from the beginning to the end, then you definitely and you probably care. You care. Yeah. And I think that's why we wanted you on this episode is because there's all this I don't know, all this conversation out there of just like men being shit and like all this stuff. And it's like, no, let's hear from some good men out there that really are just trying to like make their partner happy. And again, like we said, doesn't have to be men. But there was this really great quote that we put up on Instagram that I want to like end with that I think is so funny that we got a very um, large response from. So someone tweeted, they said, it's 2020 and the fuck boys are no longer thriving. And the, it was a text thread and it was basically from fuckboy Daniel. That's who it was from. It said, hey, stranger, winky face. And then her response was, laugh out loud, Daniel. You're going to have to be more creative than that. I had a video hinge date the other night and he literally serenaded me with his guitar while I ate. Yeah, bitch. <laughs> I think we, that. we thought Me Too was going to end bro culture. But I think I think coronavirus is helping us kind of all set up for these <laughs> These gestures, small or large. That's right. That's right. And he needs to read the boyfriend manual. Just curious. Uh, do you have, is this an actual published manual? Like, could someone download the PDF somewhere? No, I, I never got around to, like, I never got around to finishing it. It, it was going to be a website. Uh, and I do own those domains. I own, like, the original intention was for it to be, like, boyfriend manual and girlfriend manual. And you go there to, to see, to get advice and also give advice for the opposite sex. Mm. And it was going to be a ecosystem that's, that's self-sustaining. So I don't have to generate all the content, but, um, I just, I've got a lot of other entrepreneurial projects. And Yo, what are you doing with your quarantine time? Let's get this started. You already got the domains. Oh my God. No, I'm starting a new business there. <laughs> and then I've got my day job. And then there's something where my dad and I are working on a vaccine delivery system for coronavirus. So okay. Oh, yeah. Damn. That's more important. How do I, right. how do I prioritize? Okay. So fine. Fine. Yep. Yep. Well, Vasanth, when you're done delivering vaccines, um, maybe you can work on this website and we'll be <laughs> fully behind you if you want some content contributors. But in the <laughs> meantime, in the meantime, have it in your mind. Know what your manual's about so you can put it down in writing eventually. Yeah. In our Facebook group, someone posted about like a how to date me manual. Which I think is good because it helps people like self-reflect. Mm -hmm. But maybe if you're in a partnership, it could be like, how can I date this person? And you're mm -hmm. coming at it as creating your own boyfriend manual. So it doesn't need to be like something that you download. And again, what we've learned from this episode is it all really works a lot better when it's custom tailored anyways. So really just like everyone can kind of create their own manual. Cool. Ideally. Yeah. All right. I think we can wrap this up. I think we have a lot of great tidbits for everyone staying positive and also just 
getting out of our own minds and just start thinking about other people. I think that's like the main takeaway I have here. For Thank sure. you so much for some, for all your time and tell, telling us about your boyfriend manual parts of it. Just a little <laughs> teaser of it. Can't wait. Can't wait for the whole, the full manual, the full Ikea manual. How to be a level good boyfriend. One. I'm still on the levels, beginner, beginner moves that people can do. <laughs> on that note, I'm going to say listeners, we love you. I mean it. And we request that if you could possibly leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, that would mean the whole world to us because we love you. Thank and you. Let us know your small gestures. I think everyone has a bunch up their sleeve. So let's, let's hear them from other people out there. Let's do it. Wrapping this up. Stay, Stay dateable. dateable. The Dateable Podcast is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts. Want to continue the conversation? First, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter with the handle at Dateable Podcast. Tag us in any post with the hashtag Stay Dateable and trust us, we look at all those posts. Then head over to our website, datablepodcast.com. There you'll find all the episodes as well as articles, videos, and our coaching service with vetted industry experts. You can also find our premium Y series where we dissect, analyze, and offer solutions to some of the most common dating conundrums. We're also downloadable for free on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Overcast, Stitcher Radio, and other podcast platforms. Your feedback is valuable to us, so don't forget to leave us a review. And most importantly, remember to stay dateable. Uh-huh.